That's right, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And as a dad, I mean, I'm just gonna say, we don't always get it right, do we dads? And uh, the fact that you still celebrate us, thank you so much for that. I, uh, as a dad, I feel like I fail some days. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of um, COVID-19. It's a new thing happening right now, but whether you have or haven't, uh, during that, we've had an opportunity to homeschool our kids when it was when school was happening. And I'm sitting there with Jake, uh, my son, and he's doing math and uh, not my best subject. He's actually pretty good at it. And it was fractions, decimals, I don't remember what it was, but the equation was something like 16 times 0.2. And the good teacher that I am, I'm like, Jake, okay, 16 times 0.2. And he's like, 32. And I'm like, no, no, no. I said, Jake, 16 times 0.2. And he's like, 32. And I'm like, Jake, no, no, no. 16 times 0.2. And <laughs> Jake's like, Jody, my wife comes in, she's like, Monty, I'll take care of it. I'm like, what? You mean it doesn't help that I just say it louder and louder and finally scream at you? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, isn't that what, so there's a reason I'm not a teacher. Um, anywho, so I, I wanna ask you a question as we start today's message. Have you ever heard of the game Simon Says? I bet you have. Like, like if you've heard of that game, raise your hand. Like, raise it right now. Now, if your hand's up, you're out of the game because I didn't say Simon Says, raise your hand. So, yeah, yeah. So, today or this week, I'm in my office, my, my home, uh, studying, and Ava, my daughter, is out playing a game of Simon Says with a couple kids that she watches during the week. And I hear them out there, and Ava's like, all right, kids, Simon Says, jump on one foot. And they're jumping on one foot, I can hear them. Simon Says, now jump, jump using both feet. And they're jumping. And then she says, all right, raise your right hand. And all of a sudden, I hear one of the kids start to cry. And he's like, I thought you. I thought you and he was out of the game. He goes, I thought you said Simon says. And Ava's like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't say Simon says. He's like, I thought you said Simon says. He's getting really mad. And I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you what the kid's name was, but his dad's name is Casey Comstock. And uh, <laughs> now Cohen, I love you, but she didn't say Simon says. Um so uh but they're playing the game and it made me think, it made me think of this message. Because I think Christianity and I think walking with Jesus, we liken it to a game of Jesus says, okay? In fact, would you type Jesus says? Okay, Simon says, type Jesus says in the comments. Turn to a neighbor and say, Jesus says. Jesus says. Jesus says. Jesus says. Jesus says. Because that's what we think. Jesus says, don't do this. Jesus says, do that. Jesus says, um, be nice, right? Jesus says, pray. Jesus says, get up early and read your Bible. Jesus says, don't do that. Jesus says, don't say that. Jesus says, don't look at her. And you're like, but Jesus, have you seen her? I mean, you know, we, we get in this game and it's all about the rules. And finally, and, and maybe you're watching this right now and you normally don't attend a church. And, I, and by the way, regardless if you believe or don't believe, you attend or don't attend normally, thank you for thank you for watching and thank you for taking this. And I believe God has you watching on purpose for a reason. So with that said, there are many people I think that you've been a part of those games and you have no desire to play them because you've been in those games. And, and maybe that's why you normally, again, don't attend or you don't want to be around Christian people because you, you've been told plenty that you don't play the game right and that you're out of the game. And you're like, you're, you're almost like, good. I'd rather be out of the game. It's easier. The pressure's off, right? And if I go to hell, I go to hell. My, my, my friends will be there and be good. We, we good, right? So you've, you've been in that and you have no desire to be in that. But, but I wanna look today at what it looks like to start over. Like we all have experiences, whether it's with religion or other Christians or other people that um, maybe have looked at us a certain way or kicked us out of this game called Jesus Says. And 
I want to start over. In this series called Follow, I want, to, I want us to take a blank slate. And we're going to, we're going to forget maybe everything that we've been taught or not taught or whatever. And we're going to start over just looking at the Gospels. The Gospel, that word means good news. And it's the, it, we're going to look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if we just looked at what Jesus did, and how Jesus called people to follow. What if we just looked at that and nothing else? And not the rules, not, 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 not the game, but we look at what Jesus said to follow. Because think about this. We're all following something or someone right now anyway, aren't we? We all are. The question is, who are you following? And, and where are they leading you? Because we're all on a road and we're all going to end up somewhere. The question is, will you end up somewhere on purpose? And the people that end up somewhere on purpose are the people that allow others to influence them. They follow the right influences. They follow the right person. They follow the right thing. And those people that do that, they wind up somewhere on purpose and they end up living their purpose. And that's what I want for you. I'm telling you something, regardless of what you believe right now. Regardless of how you behave or how you don't behave right now, Jesus Christ is inviting you to follow. And this is what we're going to look at. I am so excited about this series and about this message today. I think it's going to blow you away what following Jesus looks like. I think it's going to blow away any notion that you've had about it. So, so let's, let's, let's clear the slate and let's go to the Gospel of Matthew. So in Matthew 9, we're going to look at Jesus actually calling Matthew to follow him. So Matthew, it, it's nuts. So Matthew wrote one of the four gospels, one of the biographies of Jesus' Christ's life. He would have never dreamed that would happen until he was offered to follow Jesus. Let me set the stage for you. Matthew, before Jesus uh, asked him to follow him, tax collector, not a well-liked guy. Um, very Tax collecting was, was not a, it was a very profitable business. It just wasn't a very relational business. So you'd have a lot of money, not a lot of friends. And uh, because Rome, they're collecting for Rome, the, the, the tax collectors. And so they collect their money for Rome, which the Jewish people were, okay, yeah, yeah, we got to pay Rome. But tax collectors, they, they could collect more than what they were supposed to. And that was their commission. And the more they collect, the more they get. So, and, and people knew that. So they had, I mean, it just was the low rung on the totem pole. So Jesus walks up to Matthew, and you might think, Matthew is the lowest of the low. What do you think, Jesus? Think about what Jesus is going to say to Matthew. Here is this, this loser who collects taxes that nobody likes. And what's, what's Jesus walk up and say? You think he'd walk up and say, look at you. What? what? I bet your mom is really proud of you. I mean, how do you sleep at night? And Matthew's like, you know, actually pretty good on a big pile of money. So it's actually awesome. But my back kind of hurts. But anyway, so Matthew's making a lot of money. But Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus doesn't condemn him. Jesus doesn't look down on him. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 9.9. He says, follow me. His very first words. Well, follow me and be my disciple. And the Bible says Matthew got up and followed. Okay, hold up right now. It, it, it can't be that simple. There's no way. You, the first words you speak to him are, follow me? He doesn't take a test? He didn't like quote any scriptures? Jesus, you didn't even do a background check on him. You know who he hangs out with. Come on. And Jesus, Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus doesn't get into a game of Jesus says with Matthew. He doesn't say, well, Jesus says, Matthew, you need to stop collecting taxes, then come follow me. He, Jesus says, um, stop hanging around those other tax collectors, then come follow me. Jesus says, start, Matthew, start knowing scripture, and then you can come follow me. Jesus doesn't play the game Jesus says with Matthew. He doesn't play it. He doesn't play games at all. He invites him in, follow me. That's all he says. It blows me away. 
No game, no starting, no stopping, no do, 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 don't, 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 none of that. Follow me. It can't be this simple, Jesus, can it? The very next verse, right away. So Matthew's invited in. Look what Matthew does. I love it. Matthew then invites Jesus and his disciples to Matthew's home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and disreputable sinners. I love that. So why doesn't it just say, he invites them along with a bunch of other heathens and sinners. It literally lumps tax collectors by themselves. That's how bad they are. They have their own group, their own, I mean, all by themselves. They are the lowest of the low. And you, I can imagine John, John saying, Jesus, seriously, we're not going there, are we? I mean, I get that you invited Matthew to come and be a part. It's all you know, equal opportunity. We gotta have the token tax collector with us. I get all that, but we're not literally gonna go to his house and hang around those people. And Jesus is like, oh, that's exactly what we're doing. No, we're, we're actually, that's why we're going is for the people. And John's like, well, you never, I mean, you never came to my house. And Jesus is like, well, you never invited me to your house. I mean, so Matthew invites Jesus. See, when you invite Jesus into areas of your life, you will be shocked at how he'll come with you. You'll be shocked about how he doesn't even hesitate, regardless of where you're inviting him. He, he doesn't care. He just says, invite me. Invite me to whatever area, even the areas that you don't think I know about. I know about them, and I want to be in there with you. This is what's crazy about Jesus. So he is invited in to their home. And, and in, in the very next verse, Matthew 9, 11. So, so there's other people gathered around here, including the religious people, right? The church people, the Christian people. And, and listen to what they say. They're called Pharisees. And uh, when they saw that Jesus is hanging out with all these, all these heathens, all these tax collectors and disreputable sinners, listen to what they say. They asked the other disciples, why does, why does this, this, this rabbi, this, this teacher, your, 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 your leader, why does he eat with such scum? I, I, I hear that from them, and I think to myself, how many people out there, maybe it's you, maybe you, maybe you don't, it, maybe right now you don't believe in Jesus. Praise God that you're leaning into this message. Maybe you, you're making bad decisions. Maybe what you did last night isn't what you were supposed to do last night. Man, I'm, I'm speaking right to you. And maybe you've been around other Christian people or church people or religious people, and they've made you feel less than. And they've made you feel like dirt. And they've made you feel like you, you're, not, you're not included in their circle because of what you've done and the way that you played or didn't play, Jesus says. Listen to me. If you've ever felt that way, you felt less than because of that, that isn't Jesus. That's, that's actually on us. Like that's on, that's on me and others that maybe have done that to you. And I, man, for that, I apologize. But it isn't Jesus. It isn't Jesus. And the, the, way I, the reason I can tell you that is because Jesus, Jesus liked people that were nothing like him. Nothing like him. And people that were nothing like him, liked him. I'll say it again. Jesus liked people that were nothing like him. And people that were nothing like him, they liked him. Why? How, how is that possible? So Jesus, remember where we left it off? They're saying, why does he eat with such scum? And the next verse, verse 12, listen to what Jesus says. And he says it out loud. I love it. He's like, you know what? Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And you, I wonder what Matthew thought when Jesus said that. Matthew's probably like, hey, hold on, whoa, 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 Jesus. You're calling, calling us sick? You're calling us like, like, like we're ill? And I think, I think Jesus would be like, okay, Matthew, like look around. Yes, look at the group. I mean, but Jim over there, I mean, the whole time, Jim's been attached to that bong the entire time I've been here. Yes, Matthew, okay? I mean, and Matthew's probably like, oh, yeah, you're right. I guess we are kind of messed up, aren't we, Jesus? And Jesus is like, yes. 
You are, but you know it. See, they're messed up and they don't even know it. That's the difference. The difference is, do you know it? Can we be, can we be straight? I mean, let's just get real. A lot of us, we don't even keep the own rules that we make as people. Dads, I hate to pick us, pick up or pick on us on our special day, but we make rules, our household rules, and then we break them. All right, I'll just be honest, all right? One of, one of, the, one of the rules of the Gannon household, uh, don't wear shoes in the house, okay? We, you're not supposed to wear shoes in the house. Are my shoes in the shot? I don't know if they are or not. I'm not wearing shoes. So don't wear shoes in the house. So do you know who the biggest violator of that rule is? Well, actually, it's a tie between me and Ava, my daughter. So it's a tie, but I probably take the cake because literally this happened. One day, Ava's walking around with shoes in the house, and I'm like, Ava, look, no shoes in the house. I, I tell that to Ava as I'm wearing shoes in the house. Ava's like, Dad, are you serious? You... I'm like, oh, that, uh, actually, these are clean. I, I, you know, mine are clean. You know, we don't even keep our own rules, let alone others. I mean, think about that. I repent of that right now. So that's terrible. Um, I, so it's the people that are willing to admit they need help. See, those are the prime candidates to follow Jesus. When you could just admit that you don't have it together. Like Bryce, you, you leave the toilet seat up. You're invited to follow Jesus. You're invited to follow Jesus. Catherine, you cuss so much it makes the devil blush, and you know it. You're invited to follow Jesus. Carissa, you probably can't see Carissa, but Carissa claims her dog on her taxes. Carissa, you're going to jail, but you're still invited to follow Jesus. That's the good news. And maybe you listening, you drive slow in the left lane. You, you are, you are, I can't say it. Yeah, I don't know if you're invited. I honestly don't know. You take it up with Jesus. I don't get it. Stop doing that. Knock it off, okay? But yeah, you're invited to follow Jesus too. So you're invited to follow Jesus, okay? Let's, let, let me give you the last verse of this whole Matthew following Jesus story. Matthew 9, 13. Then Jesus adds, now he's speaking to the Pharisees. They, if anybody knows scripture, it's them. Listen to what Jesus says to them. Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I bet they're like, oh, how dare you say that? To <laughs> go and, you talk, are you talking, you talking to me? Yeah, we're talking to you. I mean, they knew scripture. They just didn't live it. They memorized scripture and Jesus like, you memorize it, you just don't walk it out. See, you get it? Jesus calls them out. I mean, you're telling, uh, yeah, Jesus is telling them, you go learn the meaning of this scripture. And this is what he quotes from the prophet Hosea. I want you to show mercy. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices because they were big on the rules. Watch me offer this sacrifice. Watch me give here. Watch me pray this way. Look at me offer sacrifices to my God. And, and Jesus says, I could care less about that right now. You don't show mercy. You don't love like I love. And Jesus is saying, I want you to show mercy. Okay, not offer sacrifices for I have come to call not those who think Think is a big word. Type think in comments. Those who think they're righteous, because they weren't. They thought they were. But those who know they are sinners. Uh, that statement is huge. If you get nothing else, 
own that. I have not come for those who think they're righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Jesus came for those who know there's something wrong with them. They know they're messed up. They know they're not okay. They know they don't say the right things. They know they don't do the right things. And I'm telling you what, if that describes you, you should praise God for seven seconds because he is inviting you to follow. He invites you. He invites you to follow. Oh, the Pharisees are like, you change and then you can join us. Jesus is, ah, you join us. You'll change. Come, you'll change. That's what you, it's so countercultural to whatever the world, the way the world lives. I mean, so this is my question for us as we kick off the series follow. Okay, am I following? Am I following? Now, what I'm not asking right now, and this might, this might stretch you, I'm not asking, do you believe? I'm not asking, are you a believer? I'm not even asking that right now. I'm asking, are you following? And I'll unpack that. There are a lot of people, and this is, this is really the, the, the crux of what this, how the series came. I believe there are a lot of people that are, I'm a believer of Jesus, I'm a Christian. They're not following Jesus anywhere, okay? And I'm not trying to condemn, I mean, I'm guilty of that at times. Probably more than I'd like to admit. But I'm telling you something. <laughs> I put it down this way. This is kind of, I took a quote and switched it a little bit, but I love this. But it's also very convicting. Everyone's a, everyone's a, a believer until it gets biblical, okay? Wow. I'm gonna say it again. Everyone's a believer. Oh, I'm a believer. I believe in, I believe in Jesus. Oh yeah, Jesus is, I'm following. Everyone's a believer until it gets biblical. Mm -hmm. uh, we're getting biblical today. We're in the word of God. You know what the word of God, we already read it. Do you know how Jesus was called, Matthew, do you know how Matthew was called to follow Jesus? Did you see what he did? Remember what Jesus said, the first words he said? Follow me. And Matthew got up and he followed. So you know what biblical was about that? Matthew walked away from something to follow something. That's, that's biblical. And this brings us to the main point, and I need you to own this. Following Jesus, following Jesus means unfollowing something or someone else. Yeah. I believe it does with all my heart. See, everybody's following somebody and got followers or whatever, and we're following all these personalities and stuff. And, and I'm, I'm really asking, if you're following Jesus, what have you un who or what have you unfollowed? Do you know what Matthew unfollowed? A, 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 a career where he was making a ton of money. Prosperity, in the, but you know what? Gain the whole world and lose your soul. Matthew decided to leave the world behind and gain his soul. That was the difference. So he leaves the tax collecting business behind. He leaves it behind and he goes to follow Jesus. Following Jesus means unfollowing something or someone else it does. For me, as a drug addict, I tried hundreds of times to follow Jesus, but, but I couldn't do it because I wasn't unfollowing other things in my life. Okay, honey, eventually you gotta unfollow the drug dealers. Eventually you gotta unfollow the people that aren't ready to walk that way with you and they're leading you in a direction that isn't towards Jesus. Eventually, Monty, you gotta quit hanging out with that person. You gotta quit watching that. You gotta quit going there. You can't keep going down the same path if God is leading you in a different path. It, does, it won't work. It's like, say, it's like saying, I'm gonna say no to this. I'm gonna say no to that. You can say no all you want, but until you say yes to something else to replace that no, you'll never, you'll never be able to say no to it. You never will. It's why I just, oh, I'm willpower, willpower, willpower ain't gonna do it. God's power is what does it. Right. You walking away and unfollowing. Matthew unfollowed the tax collecting business. I love that he didn't unfollow his friends. Notice that when Jesus went to Matthew's house, who was with him? His friends, his heathen friends. 
Now some of them I bet he had to unfollow if they kept living the way they wanted to live, but I love that he disconnected from the business that was taking him away from Jesus, but he was still loving the people that were that were that were wanting to change. I wonder how many people in that in that meal, in that dinner that Jesus transformed. I can't wait to find out. I bet there were mo- uh, many. Okay, following Jesus means unfollowing something or someone else. And let's talk social media for a second. Is there any uh, is there any more powerful feeling in the world? <laughs> you already know the feeling. Grabbing your phone and knowing that there's someone on there or something on there that you've been following and it's taking you in a direction that you don't want to go. It's so divisive. It's so disunified. It's so just worldly, but not of God. And you hit the unfollow button. It's like, ah. Feels so good, doesn't it? You should pick up your phone and unfollow somebody right now that you know that you shouldn't be following in the first place. It is so liberating. You need to unfollow something or someone else today. I'm asking, what is it? I can't answer that for you, but I believe the Holy Spirit will give you the answer if you lean into Him. I'm gonna close with this because I believe that there are people listening right now you're like, okay, I get it. I'm invited to follow Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I need to stop doing some things and unfollow some things, but, 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 my, but I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. I am the drug addict. I am the the abuser. I am um, in in addiction. I do keep messing up. I do lie to people. I do manipulate people. Listen to me, I'm speaking directly to you because you're me and I'm you. And I'm telling you, you being a sinner, remember what Jesus said? I've come for the sinners. You being a sinner doesn't disqualify you. See, being a sinner doesn't disqualify you from following Jesus. In fact, it's what qualifies you. Being a sinner doesn't disqualify you from following Jesus. So many people think Jesus don't want me. Oh, I could never go to the church. I could, I, I, I could never, you know, I could never walk in there. I would internally combust. You know what? Our church would have burnt over, burnt, burnt up 15 different times every time I walk in the church if that was the case. I'm telling you. But, but the people I hang out with, you should see the group I hang out with. Listen to me. The group you hang out with probably sold the group I hang out with drugs at some point. I, that's what I'm saying. I hope not recently, but I'm... That, we're all messed up, so let's just cut to the chase. Can we just get real? In fact, I'll just say it. There is no sin. There is no sin. There is no sickness. There is no dysfunction. There is no habit. There is no addiction. There is no problem, past, present, or future that disqualifies you from following the King of Kings and Lord of Lords into a new life, a new life. I will cast your sins as far as the east is from the west. That's what Jesus will do. You're invited. You're so messed up. And Jesus says, I so love you. I so want you in my life. That's what he says. I love it. So, 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 so following Jesus isn't about a game of Jesus says. In fact, I wrote it down this way. An invitation to follow is an invitation into a relationship. Not an invitation to play the game Jesus says. Not an invitation into rules. Not an invitation to all this, do this and don't do that. It isn't, is that, that's not what he's saying. He didn't say that to Matthew. He said, follow me. And then they went and had dinner together. You know who has dinner together? People who have some sort of a relationship. That's what they do. That's what we eat together. We talk. That's exa- They go immediately into a meal together with others. They go immediately into a relationship. Doesn't that, when you wipe the slate clean, remember all the things you, don't do that, do that, don't do that. Do, no, no, no. Oh, but pastor, what about the commands? There's commands in the Bible and there's the, the, uh, the, 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 the 10 commandments and I get it. There are commands, but they're not to take something from you. It's because God has something for you. In fact, let's talk the Ten Commandments for a second. 
Now, sh sh so you're saying I don't need to keep the Ten Commandments. I just need to have a relationship with Jesus and follow him. I'm just saying this. Okay, first of all, 2,000 years ago, it wasn't a good idea to murder people. It's still not a good idea today. So I'm not saying discard the Ten And can you aspire to follow them? Yes, I think, I think we should. But that's not even why they were given. They weren't given because do's and don'ts, and as soon as you don't do it, you're excluded. You're out of the game. Sorry, Cohen, you're done playing. Jesus says, go home. They're, they weren't for that. For that, Can I tell you what the Ten Commandments were for? This might blow you away. Because some of you, you've been breaking them, and every time you break them, you, you're like, I give up. Screw it. I can't do it. I cannot do this. This will blow you away. Romans 3, 19 and 20. The purpose of the law, the Ten Commandments, Lean into this. I'm not kidding you. This is incredible. The purpose is to keep people from having excuses to show that the entire world is guilty before God. In other words, nobody has kept them all. Nobody. Verse 20, for no one, here, here the word of God says it, no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. Not no, so even if you kept all 10, which you haven't, but even if you say you've just achieved that goal and you're like, yes, I finally made it. It, it, it doesn't give you the relationship with Jesus. The law simply shows you how sinful you are. So the 10 commandments that I'm not saying you shouldn't try to aspire to keep. I mean, again, it's a good idea not to murder people, but the 10 commandments, what they do is they show us our need for a relationship with Jesus. That's what they do. That's what they're for. They show us, God, I can't, I keep, I blew number two, I blew number eight, God, last week I blew number seven. I mean, I can't do it. And Jesus said, no, you can't. That's why I came. That's why I came. That's why I came. To have a relationship. I should, I gotta add something. This is, this is, this is crazy. I'm gonna add something. And I don't think three years ago I would have said this. I don't, in fact, I know I wouldn't have. But I can tell it to you today. Being an unbeliever, this is weird to even say, being an unbeliever doesn't disqualify you from following Jesus. Now let me explain. At, at, at one point in every follower, like the 12 disciples, at one point they didn't believe, okay? The, and they were following. In fact, it's nuts. You read, there's a story in the Bible, multiple, but, but there's one. Uh, two years into them following Jesus, they've been walking with Jesus for two years. Over half the min his ministry, the 12 disciples have been walking. Jesus does a miracle. And you know what they say? Okay, now we believe. I bet Jesus is like, what the? What do you mean? Now you believe? Been two years? But that tells you. That must mean they didn't believe or at least they were doubting heavily. So, but they were following for two years and they're believing off and on, off and on. Read the Great Commission. You'll see some still doubted and he's already risen from the dead. Read it. I won't even read it. You read it this week, Matthew 28 blow you away. Being an unbeliever doesn't disqualify you. The reason I can tell you that today, and I don't know if I would have a few years ago before we started Meadows Church, is uh, I've seen it. I've seen it with a couple that I met, and she wasn't believing. And she, she didn't believe, and she started to follow from afar. Like she was coming to church with her husband. So she's following. She's like, all right, I'll go and I'll listen. And then soon she's, he's reading the word with her at night and just kind of getting her into the word of God. And then she's, all of a sudden she's bringing her Bible to church. So there, she's starting to follow, but she's getting a little bit closer, you know, as she's following. She doesn't believe. She doesn't believe right now, but she's following. See, there, there are some of you, 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 don't, you, you doubt 
um, maybe Jesus was God's son, you're doubting things about your faith, you can still follow. You can still read the book of Matthew. Just watch what God does. Lean into what she did next. So she's going to church. She's in the word. And then all of a sudden she's in a life group. Those are our small groups at church where we really get into God's word together and love each other and pray for each other. So she's, here she is and she's still not believing. She is not a believer in Jesus. And she's in a life group talking about it, saying, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. She even said, I don't understand. I don't get people worship raiding her hands. I don't, I don't, under, I don't get it. But she's following. I'm like, wow, you don't believe, but you're following? It blew me away. I mean, I've never, that's why I put this in here. You can follow Jesus and not believe. And she keeps doing that. Soon, you know what happens? She starts serving on a dream team. Those are our uh, serving teams. Okay, so here is a woman who is going to church, reading the Word of God, in a life group, and now she's serving, being the hands and feet of a person she doesn't even believe in. Are you kidding? There are people that go to church for 30 years and they have never served anybody besides themselves a donut with chocolate glaze or maple. Either one is my favorite, but I'm just, think about that. She is doing, and so, so, so she hears Jesus and she keeps following. And she's getting closer and closer. I don't believe in, in this really, but I'm, they're saying follow, they're saying pursue it, they're saying whatever, and she's doing it. And then one Sunday morning, between the nine and the 11 o'clock service, the Spirit of the Lord moves in such a way that she cannot deny that the one she's continually she pursues is the one that we're talking about, is, is the God, the man, the Son of God, who he claimed he was. He is a God who, he is a God named Jesus who invited her to follow before she even believed in him. And, and then between the nine and the 11 o'clock service, I see this woman praying with the prayer team and then I hear the story that she has given her life to Jesus Christ, that she has surrendered her life. She has gone from death to life. She has gone from the old to the new. And you know how how she did it she started following before she even believed i didn't know that was even a thing and it is so it, it led me to write this down for you if you keep following the father by the way father happy father's day if you keep following the father eventually you'll start to believe what the father says and soon you're going to start to do what the father does it's okay if you don't believe it or do it right now. It's okay if you've been kicked out of the game Jesus says. It's okay. If you keep following, just take a step. What step will you take to just follow? She took these steps to get closer, and it wasn't until she got here that she finally surrendered and believed. I was like, are you following? Am I following? To follow Jesus means I need to unfollow something or someone else, yes. It also means that even though I'm a sinner, that qualifies me to follow him. And it's not about rules, but it's about a relationship that he invites me to. Revelation 3.23, I think, uh, I stand at the door and knock. I knock and I, I ask for a relationship. I won't barge in, Jesus says. But if you open the door, I'll come in. And what does he say? I'll eat with you and you with me. Just like he ate with Matthew and ate with the others. Jesus isn't about a game of Jesus says. That's what I need you to know. It isn't rules. It isn't, it isn't, it isn't do's and don'ts and don't, don't smoke that and don't watch that and don't look at that. Listen, that'll come. The more, the, the more you pursue the Father, pretty soon you won't want to probably smoke that or you won't want to look at that. You won't want to go there. It, it, you won't have to, it, it happens as you follow. And as he seeps into you more and more, that's what changes you. So, so I'm inviting you to start to follow. And maybe for you to follow, it means you're just gonna tune in next week. 
and you're gonna you're gonna tune and you're gonna stay with us through the summer series called follow and you're gonna watch what jesus does but there are others right now you're at that you're between the nine and the eleven o'clock service like she was and you're ready for the spirit of the lord to fall on you and you're ready to actually go from following or unfollowing to believing because that is that is that is where that is where salvation happens the bible says when you believe in jesus christ that he is the son of god that jesus that god sent jesus because we can't keep the commandments we can't do it we mess up we screw up and god says i love him so much but i can't be around sin so jesus you gotta go and you gotta you gotta you gotta stand in the gap so they can walk over your shoulders, over your cross, over your dead body, which was only dead for three days, so they can come to me. And Jesus says, I'll do it. And that's what the gospel, that's what he did. So Jesus comes and meets with Matthew and others, and now he's meeting with you and I right now. And he's saying, I'm calling you to believe, to go from doubting to not doubting, to believe that I'm who Jesus, I'm who my father says I am. I am the son of God, and I came. To, 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 that you might have life and have it to the full. I came to cast your sins and take them away. I came to, to, to give you a relationship with me and then ultimately with my father. So how do you do that? You just call on his name. And you just tell, you just right now, you say, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe, I believe you are the son of God. And I believe that Jesus Christ, I believe that God sent his son Jesus for me. For, for not, to, not to follow the rules, not to play the game, but to have a relationship. Now, if you believe in that, and, and, you, and you say, I want that. I want Jesus not just out here, but in here. You can ask him right now, Jesus, come into me and make me new. I believe, you're, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on a cross. And I believe that you rose from the dead. See, that is the key. Other, uh, other prophets, other evangelists, other, other people that claim to be Jesus or claim to be the Messiah, they're all dead. Okay, there's one that came back to life. His name is Jesus. And if a, if a man can take a bloodstained cross and turn it into an empty tomb, I don't know about you, but I believe he can take what's dead in you and bring it back to life. It's what he's in the business of doing. So if you're ready for that, this is what I need you to do. Just, just type three words. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus. Choose him. Believe in him. Text that to 474747. Type it in comments right now. And for others, maybe you're not at that you're, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're like, you know what? I don't know about all that, but I'm willing to at least take a next step and tune in next week. And I'm I'm willing to uh, to follow. If you if you'll just follow, if you're willing to just if you're if you're willing whether you're a believer or not, if you're willing to say, you know what, I'm in for next week. I'm in. I'll, I'll continue following this series. Just type in comments, I will follow. I will follow. I will follow. And all that means is, I'll see you next week and we'll watch what God does. Can we do that? I love you so much. God loves you so much more. Rules, mm -mm. relationship. I want to pray for you. Father, Oh man, you didn't come for those who think they're righteous. You came for those like us who we know, oh God, we know without a shadow of a doubt that we are messed up. We don't have our lives together. We screw things up daily. And yet you say, come, follow me. Come, Matthew, follow me. Come, those of you who are listening to this prayer right now, follow me. You don't need to change and then follow. Come follow and I will change you. That's what your promise is. 
God, we, we ask you to work and move in the lives of people. I pray for people listening right now. I pray for their families. I pray that they will take a step. I pray that you'll give them direction and discernment on who to unfollow, what to unfollow, so they can truly start following you. I pray that people will um, engage and they will, they will come next week to hear more of what you have for them in this series. God, I pray for their families. I pray for their hearts. God, continually mold us and shape us. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the death and resurrection that sets us free. When we call on his name, God, we thank you. There's no other, that is the greatest news in the world. That is the good news of Jesus, that a man named Jesus died for us and rose for us so we might live forever with you. God, I pray people surrender their lives to that. They'll never regret it. That's where purpose starts. That's where, that's where new life starts. And God, when we do that, the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name I pray and we all say, Amen. God bless you. Hey, thanks so much for watching today. I am super excited about this series, Follow. And if this message impacted you in any way, man, I'm asking, share this message. People need to know what it truly means to follow Jesus. I hope you guys have a great week. God bless you.